Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise Jesus. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be back in God's house? Amen. Where the presence of the Lord is, there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Good to see all of our guests here today. Good to see some we haven't seen in a while. Good to have you back in the house of the Lord with us. Exciting to see you. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Romans, the 11th chapter and the 11th verse, and the 22nd verse of Romans 11. Romans 11. Beautiful day out there, isn't it? Aren't you glad to be alive? Well, that don't sound exciting. Aren't you glad to be alive? You, uh, you know you could be near death. So we ought to thank the Lord we have breath today, right? Amen, amen. I say then, how they stumble that they should fall, God forbid. But rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles, as you can probably already say or, or recognize that this must have been written to the Jews. Now they stumbled that they should fall, God forbid, but rather through their fall, salvation is come unto the Gentiles. For to provoke them to jealousy. Verse 22. Behold, therefore. If you ever see the word therefore in the Bible, in the scriptures. Like behold, therefore. You go see what it's there for. Behold, therefore, the goodness and, everybody say and. and, severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shall be cut off. Look at somebody and say, there, there's an other side of God. But say to them, you need to know both sides. You may be seated. I'm seeing here in this verse 22 where the Bible said, Behold the goodness and severity of God. I see there are two elements here, two phases, two actually extremes, goodness and severity, two views or two trains of thought opposite to each other. Again, goodness and severity. 
severity or a severing, if you will, to the Jews who stumble at Christ and his gospel. And they fell by unbelief. Oh, but I like this other side. But to the Gentiles who share in the goodness and grace of God and have faith. They don't have unbelief. They have faith. So then, if you'll study this chapter 11, you can see it has to do with the Gentiles being grafted into the vine, the tree. A grafting in, if you will, of some and severing of others. Are you getting me already? Oh, yeah. I look at this verse 22, if they'll maybe put it back there for a moment. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail, severity, but toward thee, goodness. And then I just noticed here, it said, but toward the goodness, what's the next word? If thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you shall be cut off. Now the train of thought of the of the woke world, and I may mention that two or three times in this, is it's okay, everything's all right, don't worry about it, you don't have to suffer any consequences for what you do. And But my Bible said, you're going to have goodness if thou continue in his faith. You don't just get baptized and get the Holy Ghost and that's it. You're not going to be once saved, quote unquote, always saved, unless you continue in his goodness. Ephesians 2, 11, Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, verse 12, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. You were not Jews, you were Gentiles, and you didn't have that same commonwealth of Israel. And, and you were strangers from the covenants of promise. But watch this, verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You were not a Jew. You didn't have the bloodline of Christ. But because, because of Christ now, you can, be, you can draw nigh by the blood of Christ. Somebody said, oh, you don't have to get baptized. It's the blood of Christ that that, that covers your sin. I agree it's the blood of Christ, but I will tell you, you get the blood applied when you're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For without the shedding of blood is no remission of sins, Acts 2.38. 
Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, help me quote it. For the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Blood covers us through the name of Jesus. I got my daddy's bloodline and I got his name. If you got if you got Jesus' bloodline, you're baptized in Jesus. Oh, come on. Somebody help me preach here today. You're baptized. If you hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name, you don't have his bloodline. Somebody ought to stand and shout, I'm glad I've been baptized in Jesus' name. Somebody ought to thank God I've been. Oh, yeah. Brother Lebo, I watched you go down the other night in Jesus' name. Praise God. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Let us see to it that we Gentiles understand our position as being permitted to take, partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree we've been grafted in. The Bible illustrator said it this way, this beholding of the goodness without the severity of God lulls the human spirit into a fatal complacency to its own state and prospects and serves in practice, practice to break down the fence between obedience and sin and to nullify all moral government. In other words, if you just believe in the goodness and you don't believe in the severity, then you can lull yourself into a state of complacency and lose out with God. I'm going to be honest with you. I live right sometime because I'm afraid not to. Come on, when this old flesh rises up, I got to say there's an other side of God. He's blessing me right now, but if I sin and do wrong, Come on now, there's going to be a severity. Am I preaching right today? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There is a severity. There is a law that will not be trampled on, a lawgiver that will not be insulted. The face of God is unchangeably set against evil, but along with this severity, hallelujah, there is a goodness, and they meet together. Hallelujah, in the fullest harmony. It is this fact which constitutes the leading peculiarity of the gospel. When God is severe, it is never because of his delight in the sufferings of his creatures, but always because of his justice, justice and his holiness and his truth. He would not be an actively holy God if he didn't send consequences for wrongdoing. But I'm glad you don't have to do wrong. There is greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Come on, let's have a little church here today. Mercy and truth are mentioned at least 23 times in the same verse in the Bible. So where there's mercy, there's got to be truth. The truth is, mercy rather, the, 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 the greatness of mercy is, thank God his mercy 
is new every day. I did not wake up to old mercy. Come on, you didn't wake up to old mercy, but you woke up to new, oh yes, had it not been for the grace of God, none of us would be here today. None of us would be saved. Thank God for his mercy. But 23 verses, mercy and truth are mentioned in the same verse. Psalms 85, 10, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. But don't forget, Psalm 100 and verse 5, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. But watch this, don't forget this, and his truth endured to all generations. Don't forget truth. You can love mercy. You can love all of this all you want to. But don't forget there's going to be some truth at the end of life, depending on how you live, whether you're going to have goodness forever or you're going to have hell forever. Woo! Don't, you, don't you forget it. There is mercy and truth. It is appealing and popular to talk and preach of the goodness of God. 1970s, we had a band just come through here. They preached hell, fire, and brimstone. They preached the coming of the Lord. And they, uh, I, 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 I watched in three weeks' time, 90 people get the Holy Ghost because they was preaching truth. They was preaching another side of God. They were not just preaching mercy and, 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 and goodness. And then we've had, in this generation, we've had a hundred get, uh, get baptized or get the Holy Ghost within about six months' time. But let me tell you, you don't leave one without the other. Mercy and truth are met together. Oh, yes, it's appealing to talk and preach of the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God. But not much is said in this generation anymore about the severity of that same God. However, Paul goes on to write Romans 9, 23, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had are for prepared unto glory. Verse 24 said, Even us whom he hath called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. What if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endured much long suffering, the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? He was good to the Gentiles. Yes, he was. From for he fed them with manna from heaven, water out of the rock, devised a plan to get them across the Red Sea and the Jordan River with overflowing banks. He saved them from their enemy after enemy, brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, but they kept forgetting him and going after other gods. Oh, yeah, but I found there's a God in the Bible that does not always strive with man. 
it was the Jews, even though he had been so good to them through their early years of their life, it was the Jews that crucified him. It was the Jews that hung him on the cross. Acts 2.22 said, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man of, approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, and his own. Come on now. You know it. You saw it. You watched him heal the sick. You watched him raise the dead. You watched him cause a blind eye to see. You watched him cause the dumb to talk and the deaf to hear. You watched them, come on, cast, you watched them cast out, him cast out devils. Hallelujah, you saw it. But the next verse said, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye, you Jews have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain him. I'm telling you, God was so good to them. Come on now, but he's not gonna always be just good. He's always gonna be good and severe. Come on. Well, yeah, and you know what the Jews said when they hung him on the cross? They said, his blood be on us and our children and the severity of God begin to leave the Jew and reach for the Gentile. It was on the day of Pentecost. The Jew got the message first. Come on. That was the Jew they was preaching to. But I'm telling you, Acts 2.39 said, Well, for the promises unto you Jews and to those that are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. We are known as the afar off people. I don't care how far away you are from God today. It doesn't matter where you've been. Come on, how much of an alcoholic you've been? How much of a drug addict you've been? Come on, how, how much you've thief. You've been a thief. It doesn't matter how far. You may be afar off. Hallelujah. But he came. The promise that he gave to the Jew is now us Gentiles. We can't be brought nigh to him by the blood of Christ. However, this picture for us to see in this message today is not necessarily concerning Jews and Gentiles. But through this, God gave us an example of mercy and truth and their agenda. Goodness and mercy. He said, the first verse that I read today, have they, did they stumble? Have they stumbled that they should fall? God forbid. I don't want them to just fall, but rather through their fall, somebody else is going to get salvation. Amen. Just let me stop there and get ahead of myself. I may say this again, but let me get ahead of myself. Come on. If you Jews don't want it, somebody else is out there going to want it. Come on. Well, yeah, I've, I've, I've knocked so many doors around here. I don't know how many tires I've worn out going up and down these gravel roads. I remember one day, 349 over yonder about the three-way. I passed a house. I passed a house and, and seemed like the Lord spoke to me. And you know, hard to hear me say that, but because God does speak to a lot of people. And, but I just want to make sure I'm, 
I'm, I'm giving the right credit where it's due. And it's not, not me just thinking up something. But I felt impressed to turn around and go back to that double wide trailer. Since then it became a single wide. But nevertheless, I knocked on that door. Amen, sister. I knocked on that door and I said, how about coming to church? She said, I'm coming. It was two or three weeks later or so she came. Before it was over, she filled a whole pew up with people. One of the one of her grandsons was baptized in Jesus' name. Got the Holy Ghost. Now working in another church here in North Mississippi. I've knocked on a lot of doors, seen a lot of things happen. Live the life of a one God, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, tongue talking, holiness preacher, tried to do my best. Oh yeah, I've made some mistakes and might make some more before it's over, and you will too. But I'm telling you, I knocked a lot of doors, and I, 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 I made a many a call. My wife has written many cards. We have a church here today, thank God for it. Somebody else paved the way. I come on the scene. Now we got a great church going with Pastor Voskos. My Lord, be praying for him on his mission trip. But I'm here to tell you, knocked many a door, made many a call, said, come visit with us. Come see us. Many of them never showed up. Never darkened the door of the church. But I tell you what, if they don't want it, if they don't want it, Come on, this boy will take it, and this one will take it, and that 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 one will take it, and somebody else will have it. If you don't want it, God's not going to let his work go void. They may be severed but somebody's going to be joined. You see, God knew what mankind was made of and what was required to get them to listen. Genesis 2.17 said, And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, verse 17, Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt. It didn't say, it doesn't matter if you eat of it. Everything's going to be all right. I'm going to have some mercy on you here, and I'm going to have some grace on you here, and I'm going to let everything be all right. No, 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 no. What did it say? Come on, read it for me. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt. Surely die. Truth's coming someday. Reality's coming someday. Men have to know their consequences. I look going down the highway. The fine, they, it said the fine is double when speeding in a construction zone. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch for cops for one thing. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to slow down. Because I don't want my fine doubled. Amen. There's penalties if you don't pay your taxes. That's a pretty good, pretty good one to, write, to preach on right now, ain't it? Penalties if you don't pay your taxes on time. 
Come on, sin caused death and still does. You don't just do sin. Sin does you. You don't just partake of wrong. Well, I think I'm going to drink a little. Come on. Before, you, before it's over, if you don't get your head on straight, it's going to do you in. You're going to become an alcoholic. Oh, I'm just going to try this little bit of drugs. Come on, I'm preaching to somebody here today. I know what I'm doing. The Holy Ghost is in this house. The anointing is in this place. You don't go back out there and try it again. Come on, you don't just do it. It'll do you in. That's why he said, the day you eat of, thou shalt surely die. There's more to this than just the fruit of life and the blessings of life. But if you partake of the wrong thing, there's consequences. There's, there's going to be a, a severing. Amen. Children have to know their consequences. It may be one reason I'm preaching this. It's so ground in me. My mother used a switch. And she made me go get it. I didn't know whether to pull those. There's a peach tree switch, Brother Poston. Peach trees out there in this, right out here where Pastor lives now. He messed up our orchard by putting a house out there, didn't he? No accident, it looks good, thank the Lord. Thankful for that. But I'm saying, I'd go out there, I didn't know whether, Brother Kevin, I didn't know whether to pull those little knots off of that thing so it wouldn't hurt as bad, or if it was slick, whether it would hurt worse or not, Wilma. I didn't know. But I tell you what, I knew if I did some things, there's going to be some truth. Well, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take away some of their, I'm just going to take away some of their, come on, you, you, you spare, the, spare the rod and spoil. I didn't, I didn't write that. But I'm telling you, my daddy used the belt. And I knew if I did some things, the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely get a whipping. <laughs> Stephanie, I wish she was here. She was, she was, must have been six, five, six, seven years old, such a matter. Daddy would say such a matter, whatever that means. But uh, she, I, I told her, we was, at, we was in, in Martin, Tennessee. I can take you probably to the place where it happened. And we was waiting, waiting in the waiting room of that hospital. And, and Sister Pat's probably back there with her mama somewhere and taking care of her. And I was taking care of Stephanie and maybe the other two if they had already been born. Nevertheless, Stephanie was, Stephanie was determined. She, wanted, she was wanting to get out, you know, go somewhere. I said, don't cross that line. You cross that line. She knew what would happen. Oh, Lord. This is not even in my notes. Her name is in my notes, but let me tell you something, parents. Don't tell your children you're going to do something if you don't follow through. They need to know some moments of truth. I painted myself in the corner a time or two and wished I hadn't said I'm going to do this to you. But I tell you what, you know what Stephanie did? 
she got right up to the line. Just as close to the line as you can get. Daddy used to say sometimes you have to preach it a lot harder than it really has to be so people won't get over the line. Come on, I'm telling you. If you don't do right, you're going to pay for it, sir. You don't come to church. You don't live for God. You don't pay your tithes. You don't give it. You're going to pay for it. That's all I'm preaching about today. But some people cross the line anyway for taking things that are one step in the wrong direction. Oh, this woke society, as I mentioned earlier, it's an everybody win situation. When I was, when I was a boy, boy, it's been a long time ago. Whew. I told somebody day, yesterday or day before yesterday that I've been eating Phillips cheeseburgers for about 60 years. I could eat one right now by George. But I, it, it's been a long time since I've been a little boy and I knew, amen, amen, what, what, what life was about. And you know what? Back in then, if you had a birthday party, you was the only one that got a present. Does anybody know where I'm going? But now, they don't want the other little kids to get left out. So they have to bring them a present too. Come on, you're teaching them something. We're going to give them a participation in an award. Just as long as you got here to school, we're going to give you an award. My God, I got an F if I didn't do right. I got a D on my report card. Come on, just don't get one on your conduct part of it. You do, you get a whipping at home. Don't always, don't always hold the teacher. She's always, she's done my little boy wrong. Come on. Your kid ain't no, oh, Lord. Excuse me. Your child's not any angel either. You weren't. Man, it's getting thick around here. Do I need to preach this on this side or that side? Come on, folks. I'm telling you, you do wrong. You pay for your sin. God's going to love you, and God's going to have mercy. But he's not, he's not going to bring you in by, your, by, the, by the hair of your head. He's going to draw you. Faithful is the God who we serve that he keeps drawing. But you got to get back down and say, I love you, Jesus. I repent of my sins, God. I've been complacent, God. I've been away from here. I need you, God. You come and he'll have the mercy on you. Praise him a little Everybody wins. There's a story of Lazarus and the rich man in the Bible. Both of them didn't win. Lazarus cared much little about God. 
uh, rather, rather the rich man cared little about God. Lazarus just a poor man begging for crumbs at the rich man's table. It came to the moment of truth. The rich man died and was buried. And in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torment, saying, I am tormented in these flames. Bring, just dip the tip of your finger in some water and cool my parching tongue. But Lazarus was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. Both of them didn't win. Anybody understand what I'm preaching today? Come on. You do what you want to. You live your own life the way you want to. But just recognize from this old preacher today that evangelist may not preach this, but I'm going to preach it today. But I know where I'm at. And I know what God says. And I know what his word, what he impressed upon me to preach today. You don't do right. You'll pay for it somewhere, ma'am. You'll pay for it somewhere, sir. Come on, behold the goodness and severity of God. Listen, the gospel is inclusive, yet it's exclusive. The Bible said, whosoever will, let him come. If you will, you're included. If you not do not will it to be so, it's exclusive. Jesus also didn't just say, whosoever will, let him come. But Jesus also said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Ephesians 2, 1, and you who, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, he loves you. But it goes on to say in Romans 2, 4, and 5, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering. Oh, yes, he's all of that. And I like to preach that. Not knowing that the goodness of God, what? I can't hear you. Leadeth thee to repentance. Don't you know that God woke you up this morning, gave you a mind to come to the house of God, gave you a mind to sit on the church pew, and I just want to believe God's been real good to somebody today to let you come back to his house. Come on now. The psalmist said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. If you're not right with God today, God loved you enough to bring you to his house and lead you to repent. The goodness of God leadeth to repentance. I'm begging somebody here today, don't trample the mercies of God. Fall on your face and repent. Or the truth is, Jesus said, you will perish. Verse 5 said, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up with thyself against wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment 
of God. God made the rules. It's his yard. He created this world. If the game's in your yard, you can make up your rules. You play with my ball, you're going to play with my rules. <laughs> I got the softball, I got the basketball. You play with my basketball and my softball in my yard. I may have to make some rules. I remember that out here. We had, we had a we had a shallow, we had a shallow left, left field, or maybe I should say third baseline. Lane Lemons, where are you at, Lane? Are you here today? Send this note to him, will you? Lane would get up there and he would foul that ball to the left. I don't know, I got so aggravated. <laughs> I'm not one of waiting no how. I, I, we should have made us a rule. The third foul ball is an out. But you make it. What my point is, my point is, God's, this is God's creation. This is, you God, you're God's creation. He can say what he wants to. And we have to live by it or accept the consequences. Oh, yeah, woe unto thee, Chorazin, Matthew eleven twenty one. 21. Woe unto thee, Bethes Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sodom, they would have repented long ago and sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. What are you saying? I'm saying if what we're preaching here and what we're receiving here, the blessings of God that we have, my God, the music department, the school, the, the, the youth department, the women's department, the, the men's department, and all the other departments, whatever they are. My God, if this, if this has been in some places, people would have repented a long time. Don't let this pass you by. Don't walk across this. Don't walk across here and not say, God, I need you. They, if they would have repented, that means we ought to repent and say, God, I love you enough that I'm going to fall on my face to you. Oh, yeah, I know. There's a different approach to different people. What gets their attention? It's a song, a message, a mercy, or preaching, or crying, or begging. I'm just about willing today to do whatever I have to to get somebody to fall on their face. And hell, you can't say that God didn't give you plenty of time and opportunity. One time is enough. That's all, he, that's all he's obligated to give you. He said time and chance happeneth to them all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. In 1996, an airline bound for New York and what would have been a normal flight as it was descending to its destination. The pilot learned that the landing gear refused to engage. Responding to the crisis, the runway was sprayed with foam. Emergency vehicles moved into position. The pending disaster awaited in just minutes. 
The passengers were told to put their heads between their knees and grab their ankles. Probably wouldn't have had to tell me to get my head down. I've been praying already anyhow. Somebody said, I can't believe this is happening to me. Imagine the tears, the screams of despair just seconds away. Suddenly the pilot announces we're beginning our final descent. At this moment, in accordance with international aviation codes established in Genoa, it is my obligation to inform you that if you believe in God, you should commence prayer. It's amazing that the only thing that brought out into the open a deep down secret rule was crisis. Pushed to the brink, back to the wall, right up to the wire. All escapes closed. Only then does society give a hint of recognition of that there's a God somewhere. Oh, yeah. Jesus said, I depart, you depart from me, all you that work iniquity. And, and shall cast, they shall be cast into a lake of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Matthew said they shall be cast into outer darkness. Paul to the Corinthians said, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornication, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves of mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Well, that includes almost all of us, if not all of us, doesn't it? Well, I like this next verse. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Hallelujah. There's a way out. You don't have to be severed from his presence forever in a red-hot hell. You don't have to be severed forever from the presence of God in a red-hot hell. Revelation 21, John wrote, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and adulterers and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. No recovery from it. No getting out of it. But Jesus said, behold, I stand. 320 of Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. If any man will hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. Listen, you bring your own judgment. God doesn't enjoy punishing his people. However, whom he loves, he chastens to get us back. To draw us back around. Oh, yes, again, the goodness of God is leading somebody to repentance today. He loves you so much that he's reaching for you right now. He blessed you. He died for you. Israel, since you're not accepting my love and obeying my commandments, I'll give, you, I'll give it to somebody else. Like I said a while ago, sir, if you don't want it, ma'am, if you don't want it, 
there's somebody else that's going to be baptized in Jesus' name. Those waters are going to be moved. Somebody else is going to come to this. I wouldn't let somebody else take my place. They were shouting, rejoicing, praising God. Stop these people. Don't let them be doing this. But if, they, if we don't, the stones will cry out. We Gentiles are lively stones. You Jews don't want it. The Gentiles will take it. Comers around here in this Bethlehem community in south corner of Marshall County, the rest of Marshall County, over, we're right here in the corner. That's why they call it Cornerville down here. Three or four counties, corner there. We're reaching people in several counties. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not five counties represented here today. If you don't want it right here up under the church building, somebody else will get baptized. Somebody else will get the Holy Ghost. Somebody else will get delivered. Somebody else will come to it. You, you may be severed, but somebody else is going to have it. I'm closing. Second Thessalonians 1.8 said in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Oh, again, Jesus called it outer darkness. Oh, yeah, Thessalonians 1.10 said, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Thank God, there's some still some believers. But there's some that's determined to have truth come to them. Every drop of blood Jesus shed said, I love you. Every time the church door is open, he's saying, I love you. Every time the lights are turned on, every message preached, every miracle preached, Jesus is saying, I love you. But he would not be the holy God, if he did not punish sin and rebellion and disobedience. What will happen to them that obey not? What will the end be of those that obey not? The gospel. That's the word. Somebody ought to say, Brother Wilson, I'm ready. I give up. I surrender. You don't have the Holy Ghost. Let me give you a, let me, let me, let me make you a promise. God's word said, for the promise is unto you and to your children. You know how I can give you that promise? It's, it's by condition. He said, they asked Peter on the day of Pentecost. He said, what, what shall we do? Man, I like for them to ask me that. But I'm glad you asked. Peter might have said that. Just, they just didn't write it down in the Bible. But I'm glad you asked. What must I do? Peter said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost.
a commandment with a promise. You obey the commandment, you shall. But I've tried and I've tried. Oh, come on. All you like is all, all you may lack is a little bit of belief. You may have repented of all your sins. When you fully repent of unbelief and all the rest of it, you shall. Oh, Lord, I'm feeling it already. Man, I took, I took two denominal preachers, pastors, Baptist pastors, wonderful guys, wonderful guys. I promised both of them. I said, if you'll repent of your sins, get baptized in Jesus' name, I promise you, you'll get the Holy Ghost. You know what they did? They went to the water when I'm about... Two o'clock in the morning, another, another one about four o'clock in the afternoon. I promised them both that they both went down in the water. I baptized them in Jesus' name. They both come out of the water talking in tongues. <laughs> Sir, I'm telling you, the Bible's right. God loves you enough to give it to you. You got to have it for without the Spirit. Well, come on. I'm still preaching. Come on, I'm still preaching to you. Goodness and severity. Come on, yes, the goodness and severity. For without the Spirit of Christ, however, this is the severe part. For without the, 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 the Spirit of Christ, we're none of His. You know what I'd do? I'd stay here till I got it. I'd stay here till I talked in tongues. I'd stay here. All right, God, you can get it. You can get it right here. You can get it in your bedroom. You can get it riding down the road. I've seen it all happen. Hallelujah. I've heard about it all happening. There are different places, but you shall. Stand. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to say, Lord, I want the goodness. I don't want you to sever me. I'm ready for the Holy Ghost, God. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Somebody ought to walk this aisle. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you're not satisfied with where you, with what you have, or if you have been satisfied, you ought to go ahead and get some more of it. Fill me with your spirit one more time. Come on. Come on. Come on. Somebody hungry today. Somebody hungry today. Somebody want more of God today. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Jesus. I surrender all to everything I give to you. I love you today. Jesus loves you today. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come. The Spirit of God says, Come. The Bride says, Come. Jesus said, Whosoever will, let him come.
loves you today. He loves you today. I need you, Jesus. to him. to you. God can deliver you right now. God can save you right now if you'll repent. If you'll repent. If you'll repent. God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. You need to repent. Be baptized today. Come on. Come on. Repentance is turning away from our old ways and turning completely to Him. It is total surrender to Him. Can we repent right now? Some of us need to do that again. The Bible says do the first works again. You've left your first love. Why don't you do your first works again? Repent to Him. God, we turn to You. We give You everything right now. We surrender to You right now, Jesus.
just today, not sometime later today, but now is the day of salvation. I would ask you one more time, lift your hands. Why don't you ask God, is there anything else? Perhaps you don't know yet, but you need God to show you. Is there anything else that I need to surrender? Is there something I've been holding on to that would cause me to lose my soul? Is there something, is there something that's not right in my heart? Search me, oh God, and know me. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me, oh God. Come on, come on. Let God search you. Be vulnerable before him right now just for a moment. We're about to dismiss, but we don't want to dismiss the conviction that's in the room right now. God's working on some people. God created me a clean heart renew a right spirit within me in Jesus name
offer up praise to Him? Come on, can we offer up praise to Him? Can we worship Him right now? He's been good to us by warning us. He's been real, real good to us by giving us a warning today. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, that you cared enough for us that you didn't want us to be lost for eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. You heard the word. If you've not been baptized today, you need to be baptized right now. In Jesus' name. Right now. Don't delay. God's got grace and mercy and goodness blessing in store for you today. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord for giving us a wonderful word today. Amen. First steps is just a few moments. You'll be making your way over to the S&P Wilson Center if you are a guest, a new member, or you're wanting to get involved. First steps, free meal for you. Prayer at 6, church at 6.30. Let's have revival tonight. In Jesus' name, you may be dismissed.